otherwise on SAFM. On a very cold and wet Thursday, welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala, my producer is Hazel Makuzeni, and our technical producer is Derek Fordyce. You may contact us on 0892-102010 or email otherwise at safm.co.za. Otherwise on SAFM. Today my guests are the Director of Engender, Bernadette Mutian, on human trafficking for sexual exploitation. Uh, the question is, you know, is it sensationalist or unsubstantiated reporting? And how can we curb it? And this is what she's talking to us about. And then the multi-award winning theatre director, Nsiyang Makhoro, talks to us about the Olive Tree Production Company and arts concern for women, by women, and about women. There are those who always seem to be a step ahead. The early birds who get the worms. The fortune tellers who don't need crystal balls. The ones in the know who we'd all like to know. Some view them with wondrous curiosity. Others call them wise. We call them our readers. At the Mercury, we know how important a head start can be, which is why we always deliver the latest news from around the world early every morning. The Mercury. Get a head start. The TV licenses kiosk will be visiting Gateway Mall Entrance 8 from 29 October until 3 November. Our friendly staff will assist you with all your license inquiries and accept payments via cash, debit or credit card. We also have an exciting competition where you can win a 32-inch LCD TV for free. So, for quick and convenient service with your household or business TV license, pop into Gateway Mall from 29 October until 3 November. See you there. TV licenses making a difference. Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Tevin Campbell, and right now, you're listening to SAFM. South Africa's news and information leader. Otherwise, on SAFM. Bernadette Mutian, welcome to SAFM, and thanks for your time. At Otherwise Nowadays. Hey. Lovely to have you at Otherwise Now, (laughs) working with Hazel. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, uh, is, is your day been good? I'm told you're doing some work at home. Yes, I'm doing some, uh, always uh, occupied, but this weather, man, and somebody's joking about global warming. I'm sure it's a plot to, you know, keep us drenched and cold in Cape Town. As long as our summer is longer, I really mm-hmm. would like that. Now, what are we talking about when we're talking human trafficking? You know, we, we started hearing a lot about human trafficking just when we were excited about hosting the 2010 World Cup, mm-hmm. and then messages were, you know, becoming louder in, in on media, electronic and print media. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I'm not sure how much of it um, got to different communities around our country. So, what are we talking about? Well, it is um, it is a well known. Um that, um, you know, when, for example, there's a big rugby match in Cape Town when, for example, the Sharks play the Stormers, or I forget the team member names, that there is, you know, a surge in the use of people for, of of women for sex. Um, Mm. I'm I'm, I'm going to be anxious about the language I use because there's such a dichotomous, um, um, you know, there's, yeah, there's two opposing camps about whether it's sex work or prostitution, but I want to separate that from, um, from the issue of trafficking, and I want to uh, locate it in what it is. Um, it's 
part of you know international organized crime where criminals are merely acting as entrepreneurs uh, in the most benign way in the if one can speak of them in the most benign way as entrepreneurs where they're peddling commodities and these commodities include like drugs stolen vehicles even cigarettes armaments like guns and so on and um, another aspect where they treat people as commodities and they they traffic people for labor um, or you know, um, or for sex, women in particular, hmm. and um, and these gangs then um, you know collude with the criminal justice system, especially the police. And wherever there's a demand, there will necessarily be a supply. So, if there's a demand for sex, um, you know there'll be people willing to poor enough or, or desperate enough, or for various reasons, will be willing to to supply that demand. If you understand what I mean. Let, let me let me just so that all of us know we're on the same page of what we're talking about. I went and looked at at, at um, the prevention and combating of traffic in in uh, trafficking in persons bill, which was signed by the president, uh, signed into law this year. Uh-huh. And the bill lists three requirements that have to be met for human trafficking to have occurred. Uh-huh. The person has to be delivered, recruited, transported, transferred, harbored, sold exchanged or leased with or within or across the borders of South Africa. That's number one. Mm-hmm. There has to be a threat or use of force, coercion, abduction, fraud, deception, abuse of power mm-hmm. or vulnerability or payments or benefits to a person in control of the victim, which is what I think you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The victim has to be trafficked for the purpose of exploitation, which includes sexual exploitation, servitude, forced labor, child labor or the removal of body parts, right. so we, yes. yeah. So we are talking about the same thing, mm-hmm. and we're saying that is rife. But now, how do we know that? And 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 it's it's difficult, and I'm, I'm sure it's going to be difficult to police because how do we know that some of these women are going into uh, these these syndicates voluntarily? Oh. <laughs> That's a big question. The whole idea, as you said now, and you cited the bill so very, uh, uh, so very effectively, mm. is the, if we're talking about trafficking, it has to be coerced, it has to be, you know, through deception, it has to be forced. Mm. Mm. Um, and uh, th- that's a whole different discourse to, to choice. So, so uh, we, can go into, we can go into the discussion around choice in a moment, but trafficking by its definition, and if we want to discuss that for a moment, mm. is, 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 you know, is criminal. Um, there is something around the first uh, first point that you made about across the borders, because mm. we know for a fact that human beings are trafficked within borders as well. So, for example, mm. from rural to urban areas, and that happens in South Africa and in many other parts of the world, both for labor, like especially young girls for not just sex, but for cheap uh, or, or unpaid domestic service in homes, for example. Mm. Um, yeah. But I, I then wonder, again, how do we get the information out there? How how do we educate people about, and, and I'm talking of combating the thing before we even got, get into further details, but how how do we get the information out there that it is something, and that people understand the concept of, of trafficking and in, 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 how, you know, in how many disguises it, it can come in? But... You know, and you've, you've worked around this area for a bit. How, is there anyone who's trying to educate the, the, the public? Yes, there are very powerful organizations in South Africa working on trafficking. One is a children's rights organization that goes back all the way to the 1980s, um, Molo Songololo, and they're mm-hmm. in Cape Town. 
and they've worked in um, in partnership with even rural um, organizations or, or spaces where trafficking has been a big problem. Not just sex trafficking, but, you know, the, the illegal procurement of uh, young girls, for example, to come and work in, in, in Cape Town, you know, as domestic servants and so on. Uh, there is another organization co-founded by former Deputy Speaker of Parliament, Moses Wemadlala Routich, with some other mm-hmm. uh, good people called Embrace Dignity, and they work to combat trafficking, especially of adult women, um, domestically and internationally. So these organizations work on these issues specifically. In gender, the organization I co-founded 10 years ago doesn't work on trafficking uh, specifically. We work on it, you know, in alliance with other issues, uh, with other organizations, but it concerns the issues around, you know, human rights and, you know, the right to human Justice dignity and, and safety well. and all that, yeah. Mm. Now, paint us this picture, and, mm-hmm. and, and what should we be worried about? We spoke about how rife it is and where mm-hmm. it happens. It's happening within borders, which is, I don't know which is more scary. It's happening within border, the borders of South Africa. Or, you know, do we feel better if it's, it's, it, it involves other countries or not? But how, are there particular routes that we know of? Uh, are there, uh, you know, how does it happen? Well, they're the common, the usual, um, the usual culprits are like countries like Nigeria, Thailand, etc., which both receive trafficked women domestically and internationally, as well as send trafficked women out to other regions in the world. Other key actors or key regions in, in, in international organized crime, which involve uh, various other commodities, including human bodies, if I could speak in that particular way, include former, you know, former Soviet Union uh, states. Um, uh, former Eastern European countries, I mean, currently Eastern European countries, uh, uh, like the Balkans in particular. I mean, we continuously read up in our daily media about these people with these interesting surnames, um, you know, getting gunned down in places like Milneton in Cape Town and so on. Mm. So we're very aware. It's not like we don't know about these uh, gangs. Um, they also control brothels um, and, and all the activities around some of these brothels, some of the entertainment scene in, in key cities in the country. They, they, you know, they're very active in those. So also, also engaged in drugs and so on. So, so we're aware of that. It's not like we're ignorant. We also read in the national media about, and, and this is not necessarily trafficking, but it has to do with the sale of sex, the sale of women's bodies, was one of Ria Piega's um, assistants um, or consultants, um, you know, in his offices. He had what he called a massage parlor, which, in other words, is a brothel. Yes, we saw that in the paper. I mean, it's that brazen. Uh, there is no shame or there is no subterfuge. I'm just going to open up a professional office. I'm going to consult with the National <laughs> Commission of Police. And at the same time, you know, part of my office space is going to be allocated to a brothel. That level of impunity um, is astonishing. I wonder what's happened, um, you know, with, with that case um, in particular. Well, we're not sure about that case. But let me, let me ask you, because, you know, I went, I, I, again, looked, and you know, some people say there aren't any hard statistics that prove that... Uh, uh, trafficking for for sexual purposes is is on the rise or even happens 
Is it urban legend? Are we exaggerating it a bit? Or how, where do we find, and I tried finding more information from the NPA, but they wanted like letters written and correspondence back and forth. But I just want a number. Do, do we have numbers? Do we know? There should be Is some, it growing? Some, is would it, you want domestic statistics as in South Africa or international statistics? Well, what is, kind of statistics? Is anyone keeping record? That's what I, because mm-hmm. whether you say 10% or 150%, I wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. But I'm saying, is anyone keeping numbers? Is, and, and what is being done with all of that information? Globally, there would be some very powerful advocacy groups uh, that, that, that monitor trafficking. Um, there, is, uh, there, are, there are advocacy organizations like the Coalition Against Trafficking um, in Women and so on, and there's also the International Organization of Migration. Um, so there are, there are avenues uh, for, you know, for, for, deter- for getting statistics. The other problem with statistics is, you know, that it depends on, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder and what, mm. you know, what, like, even our own country's statistics um, institution, so revered by some, is often, or at times, you know, attacked by others for, you know, interpretation of statistics. So. Mm. But mm. the fact is, where there is a demand, there will be a supply, and that's the essence of it. So what do we do? Do we just sit back to, and... I mean, for myself, I think we need to address demand. We need to address, if we're talking about sex trafficking, um, we need to address the, um, the you know, the, the, the disconnection of sexuality from humanity, the idea of, you know, using a woman's body, like what can, can use toilet paper, you know. Um, mm. So those are, the, those are the kinds of issues we need to be looking at. But who needs to be looking at them, Bernadette? Society as a whole, and uh, we must start somewhere. All of us, and and we need to address the yeah, especially the male view, but also it's uh, not only men, uh, but it's also women. How we treat our own selves and view our own selves, and and how we relate to other women, which is why some women who say they're feminists even go to strip clubs uh, and engage in activities like that. So, I mean, I don't know what your view is on, 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 on you know, buying sex or, or strip clubs um, of either gender. <laughs> That's interesting to My view. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, I, you know what? I, I think re- really if we need to solve these problems, because it's multi-pronged. Mm-hmm. Other people sell their bodies. Um, voluntarily because yes. that's all they can do uh, mm-hmm. to earn money or believe that's all they can do mm-hmm. it's the quickest it, it's the quickest kind of way to earn money mm-hmm. other people may be coerced into it so so we need to understand the, why people do what they do and and how do we stop them maybe some of them don't want to be stopped to be doing what they do um we've got people like you who run NGOs who may be a, 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 a good place for people who want to be saved can go to, you know, yes. and and be rehabilitated. So it's multi-pronged. I think there's social workers to be involved. There's, there's a law to be involved. It, it, it just cannot be... I don't know if people are discussing it at all. I mean, to, talking sex and selling sex is an old-age uh, practice that's centuries and centuries old. So... I, I'm not too sure. The only thing that worries me is when people are kidnapped and forced to do this. Yes. That's what I'm worried about. You know, uh, people who want to sell their bodies voluntarily, I'm not too sure I can do much for them or about it yes. uh, unless they want to, to, to be helped. Yes. But it's, it's, it's really why we're talking about this is to find out what we can do with, for those people who really don't want to be part of it. 
Yes, I mean, we, we, we want to separate the issue of those who, who claim agency and say they, they're doing it voluntarily or even if they feel the, 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 that there's a limited choice, but at least they have some degree of, of you know, agency in the matter we, and, and separate that from, from people who are truly victims who, who, have, um, who have very little choice and are either threatened or forced into it. Um, have I, we looked, though, have yes. we looked at other parts of the world and, 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 and how they are dealing? Maybe we can take um, uh, certain pages from their books as how they, they are dealing with this. There, 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 there are many, many parts to it. The one is that we need greater coordination both with, you know, with, with various uh, entities and agencies within the country, uh, regionally, continentally, internationally, etc. So we need to coordinate um, with the source countries, uh, you know, for example, Thailand, Nigeria, um, you know, former, East, um, former Soviet Union uh, states and so on, and, and coordinate in that regard regarding both demand and supply um, and the trafficking of, of people. But we need to recognize that it's tied with various other commodities um, and other illegal trade that, 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 that takes place. Um, and for me, the big part of the issue of trafficking is whether it's a domestic servant, a child slave. I mean, this happens in India, it happens in Brazil, it happens, but it happens here in South Africa. Is the is is the demand? If I am here living in wherever Paro, and I want a very cheap or underpaid or just a little child slave, and I'm going to get people to go to a rural area and get me one child slave, and this person will be, you know. Um, enslaved in my house to clean and cook and carry on for me. Mm. Um, it's my attitude that that is okay for me to do that. That needs to be addressed as much as it is the people who go and procure the, the traffic child and, um, and, and, you know, the families that let the child go to the city, um, sometimes voluntarily to, to, to be, a, you know, a domestic slave in effect, as well as it is about attitudes to sex, which is, you know, labor, which is much more than sex, the... Um, I do believe that the, the, dis, the, the disembodiment of, of, of sexuality, the disembodiment, you know, the, the disconnect between, you know, mm. the, the, the sexuality and the dignity of the human being, using women as a, of, and girls as, as blow-up dolls to just, you know, uh, you know, just fornicate with without any sense of feeling or connection to the humanity of that person and their being, that is very disturbing and distressing to me. Mm. And it shows a deep alienation in society and in our men in particular, which gets transferred onto women to some extent. It, we internalize this, um, the sense that, you know, we are not, you know, whole human beings and somebody can just, you know, take my, you know, have sex with me without any sense of, you know, responsibility or connection to my humanity. But as, as you know, as, you, as, you, as you're talking, I'm thinking, we need a shrink. All of us in this country <laughs> need a shrink. I think we need a little more than a shrink. Because <laughs> we need a prayer and a shrink. <laughs> because, you know, you highlight, you highlight um, a, a, a problem, but that is one of very many problems. I mean, we see... We've disconnected ourselves from a whole lot of things. We see children killing each other at schools. We mm -hmm. see men raping babies. We mm -hmm. see so there's, our whole social fabric mm -hmm. has just gone into tatters. Mm -hmm. And the masculinity, the sense of self of our men in particular, because it's 98 or 90, a humongous number of men, it's the vast, vast majority of perpetrators of violence are men. 
and but they are children. And it's those. They are our children. We yes. brought up these men. It's the, it's, the, it's the ways in which, you know, our society has dehumanized these men and stripped them of their dignity, and, you know, um, leading to them perpetrating such horrendous acts of violence, including, like, um, you know, the higher rates of rape in our society and in Boysen, River Steenkamp, and so on. Hmm. What do we do? That's my question. I'd like, if anyone's listening and has some answers for us or has a contribution to make, please do call us. We can't have this conversation just between the two of us because I think it's an important one. 0892 10 20 10. We're talking human trafficking for sexual exploitation. Have you seen it? Do you know about it? What can we do to stop it? And it just doesn't go only into, as, as, as we see now, it's not sexual exploitation, but also physical and mental, you know, you, you, you enslaving somebody. You remove somebody from the rural areas to come and just work for you and, 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 and be your, your, your slave, really, in many ways, but one. So let's, let's hear from you on 0892102010, and we're back, continuing our conversation with uh, Bernadette after this. Otherwise, on SAFM. Do you know if some women manage to escape at all and what happens to them? Is there a re- rehabilitation space that you know about? Uh, to some extent, yes. In South Africa, it's limited. Uh, I, I, for adult women, uh, Embrace Dignity has largely been the major organization for the last couple of years um, engaged with this work, and they do have some rehab programs or some development programs for women, including uh, basic you know, economic empowerment projects. There are some shelters that offer reskilling or additional skilling pro- pro- projects, but also limited. I mean, it come and so many, many trafficked women, especially um, um, women from across Africa that have been trafficked or that have experienced various forms of violence and depredation, as that migrated to South Africa forcefully or not, are engaged in some of these projects. So they are these simple projects. Mm. Um, but um, there's no uh, there's no easy uh, way to you know to to realize your dreams and begin to live like the people in Isidingo or other soap operas on our television. Mm. Can they be reintegrated into society quite easily? Um, it's very hard. I mean, often the trafficking is very violent. So the first uh, sort of uh, bit of experience of the trafficked person will be extremely violent. So you know, to inculcate the sense of uh, victimhood and, you know, slavery and subjugation. Um, so the, the levels of trauma and then obviously the experiences of subsequent to that will be quite traumatic, uh, 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 um, reifying or reiterating that, you know, subjugation and that victimhood. So the person will often be quite traumatized. And, um, I mean, how do we, I mean, we as survivors of apartheid, um, how have we, you know, managed, uh, you know, our levels of trauma around that? Mm-hmm. So it's a similar, a similar question. We have such wide, you know, widespread violence against women in particular and young girls and some boys as well in the country. Mm-hmm. So I think we live in a very traumatized society and um, the extent of our resilience um, shows through the, you know, the ways in which people keep, keep surviving and some keep doing well and through, despite, you know, the trauma. Is there a, has there been engagements with the, with the Minister of, of Children, um, Women, Children, and uh, People with Disabilities? Around in this the regard, issue yes. yes. I'm not, I'm, I haven't uh, personally dealt with it, but I'm sure that uh, other organizations have been engaging with various government departments, including the Women's Ministry. Um, and that they were all party to the, you know, the legislation, the 
the anti-trafficking legislation that was promulgated this year. Okay. I'm going to, we've got a call on the line. Eugenia, hello and welcome. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Welcome. Yeah, yes. Well, my own input is this whole matter is not too strong, but there are few quick wins that can be done where we empower women. If you look at it, most of the children who are trafficked, who are subject to trafficking, child trafficking, or prostitution, is because either fathers are not there. So the one point is, can we have fathers, mm. those who presented the women, if you put it that way, where are the fathers? Well, you see that it's single women, and they cannot afford, and then children end up being trafficked or in prostitution. Hence yes. then, it's very important that you empower the women so that they're not vulnerable mm. to mm. these things, so they can take care of their children. If a woman is empowered, really, honestly, if there's a divorce, in many cases, children are supposed to, they normally remain with the wife. So if you can empower women so that they can take care of their children and then raise men who can be role models to their sons. Eugenia. It's really a sick society. But more than anything, we need prayer. God really needs to maybe intervene in our situation. Society, where would you get a country where children are raped? You Thank you. The daughter, your own daughter's age, girl, your own daughter's age. Thank you so much, Eugenia. Thank you. I did say multi-pronged. Let's take uh, news headlines with Cecilia Sakwe, and we'll be back after this. Thanks, Shadow. In the headlines at 1.30, DA leader Helen Ziller has walked out of the opening of the Saldana Industrial Development Zone on the Cape West Coast after she was booed by a large crowd attending the event. Ziller was unable to deliver her speech. The National Prosecuting Authority says it's aware of claims that an AWB hit squad carried out the murders of three members of a Chikostad family on their northern Cape farm last year. And six people are reported to have been killed when a tunnel they were working in collapsed at a construction site for an Eskom power station at Ladysmith in KwaZulu-Natal. Details at 2 o'clock. Otherwise, on SAFM. Uh, to stop human trafficking for sexual exploitation, Eugenia suggested empower women. Let's hear what Cecily's got to say. Cecily, hello. Hello. Hi. Um, I just wanted to tell you about um, a situation we had a couple of years ago. My gardener was approached. Um, he had a child uh, in, at school in the Eastern Cape who was apparently a very bright scholar. And um, he was approached to come up with a thousand rand, which would pay for her to be flown up to Johannesburg to go to a private school, mm. um, and uh, with the guarantee that once she had matriculated, she would get a job in Parliament. Mm. Uh, when he told us the story, we, we began to hear little bells ringing in our heads of danger, and when we inquired more about it, when he told us that they were actually going to send a helicopter to come and fetch her in, in the Eastern Cape, we, we uh, realized there was something uh, terribly wrong about that. Um, at the end of the day, he went back home and went to see uh, the chief of his district, and they uncovered some sort of um, terrible thing that was going on, and uh, it involved the, the teacher, her teacher at the school, who was involved in this ring of, of um, child trafficking. So I just wanted to tell you about that as, as a warning uh, to others who may think they're being offered something wonderful, and it's not. Cicely, okay. thank you so much for sharing that, because it could happen in our 
backyards. Absolutely. No, we, thank we you. Were completely, you know, astonished by the whole thing and horrified. I'm horrified. So, um, fortunately, she's been brought here to Cape Town and is doing very nicely at a private school. Thanks, Cecily. Thanks for your Thanks. call. Let's talk to Mohammed from Peter Mansburg. Mohammed, hello. Yes, good afternoon to you. Afternoon. Yes, you've got a very nice conversation on there. Go ahead, Mohammed. Yes, only one solution to the people that are doing all these funny things, raping small kids and ladies and killing and eating and all that. But put them to hang. Do like what Saudi Arabia does. Hang them, end of story, I promise you, 30 days, full stop, everything. Well, we'll find There's out what they're... wrong with the people. The people that do this, they're just wasting the taxpayers' money and going in for... Uh, some kind of uh, cure to this kind of a thing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing. If you put a plate of food and a plate of shit to eat, they're going to eat the food, they're not going to eat the shit. So there's nothing wrong with that. Thank you, Mohammed. Corporal punishment, or not corporal, but just bring back the the, 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 the noose and, and hang them. Uh, Bernadette? Um, <laughs> you heard all of that. I, I, I really appreciate you, 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 Eugene's um, suggestion that we need to work with men and young boys so that they can grow up to become role models mm. and better fathers for, for, for boy children in particular. This is, uh, I mean, the importance of men in socializing children, especially boy children, in indigenous societies is like very evident the ways these, what they call in some societies, male mothers, uh, absolutely take responsibility for the boy children in these societies so that mm-hmm. they grow up with a sense of, you know, care and nurturance and community and they take care of people uh, rather than, they, they, rather than you know, enact violence as they do. But, uh, you know, we, 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 we don't have much time. I want to ask you, though, mm-hmm. is legalizing prostitution going to assist, reduce or the, 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 the possibility? Because we're talking sex here, which... which mm-hmm. I guess, you know, the more illegal it is or the more we we hide the conversation around it, can't we just legalize it, make sure it's 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 policed or or checked at all times? Mm-hmm. It's a very regulated is the word. Separated from trafficking, which is an illegal activity that involves great horrors and violence and stuff. So then we put trafficking aside, and now we're talking about what some people call sex work, which is means that the women who are engaged in it have some responsibility and agency versus you know what other people call prostitution, which again implies that the women are victims and they don't really have a choice. Uh, there are various models that exist around the world which include legalization or, or include various forms of decriminalization or indeed in other countries where they criminalize the buyers of sex, the men, uh, rather than the women. And there are different arguments for these different, um, different models uh, and they have different levels of success depends on who's asking. My thing is always to ask the women themselves who are engaged in the business of, mm-hmm. of sex. So to ask the sex workers or as some people call them prostitutes what they want and what they believe would be the best to, you know, that, that would safeguard their interests and, and promote their, 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 you know, their, their, their dignity and respect. I think, and, I, think um, I think we must get one of them into the studio to talk to us. That would be know. fantastic. There's a wonderful organization that was the first organization to engage in sex work issues. They're called SWEAT. I'd be happy to after. No, I do know people at SWEAT, sure. so you know, we, we will find people to chat to. But thank you for raising this issue. Thank you for your time.
and hopefully we'll continue the conversation. Sure, always lovely to chat with you. Love you lots. Thank you so much. Cheers. Have a good day. When we come back, we speak with uh, Ntieng Makoro, who's an award-winning director and founder of Olive Tree Production Company, and she may have some things to share with us because she then, from talking about sex trafficking and hearing about human trafficking, in fact, she then directed a play called Paradise Falls, and, and which has just uh, had a run in theaters now in October. But she joins us now to, to talk to us. Um, let's see, after this. This is my chance to be heard. I know I can help make a difference. This place is beautiful. You have a reason to vote in the 2014 national elections, but are you registered? Registration stations open on 9 and 10 November 2013. Remember to take your green ID book or smart card with you. You can also SMS your ID number to 32810 to check if you're registered or visit elections.org.za. Your vote is a celebration of 20 years of democracy. IEC, I vote South Africa. Standard SMS rates apply. The SABC audit is looking for a person to provide administration management by maintaining the audit system requirements and installing upgrades, as well as monitor system performance. Perform sufficient quality reviews and assist support GIA senior management in the implementation of quality assurance reviews and train GIA staff in its effective application. Some of the key responsibilities are to work with portfolio managers to define the quality management plan and processes. Uploading of the audit plan and liaise with the IT developers on changes or enhancements required to the audit system. If you have a B degree, diploma certificate in audit or information management and three years of internal audit quality assurance or related experience, then forward your detailed CV to the Human Resources Administration, room 2644, Radio Park, or email group vacancies at sabc.co.za. Closing date is the 1st of November 2013. Otherwise, on SAFM. We we just <laughs> we didn't have we were running out of time there, but I'm glad you were on the phone listening. Welcome, my sister. Thank you for joining us. On otherwise, you've just finished the run of Paradise Falls, which which had a lot to do with human trafficking. Do you want to tell us about it? Oh yes, uh, thank you for having me. First, um, Paradise Falls is, is is a story of um, a 21 year old who was abducted when she was still 10. Um, and then she was kept in a cavern, an underground cavern, as a, and used as a sex slave. So for 11 years, uh, she was buying it to, uh, by chains on the ceiling walls and boat poles. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't get out of the space until she was found 11 years later, but only to be found by the same scumbags who captured her first in the first, um, Mm-hmm. First, first, the very first time. So, um, and the, the, the two just continued with the cycle, you know, of, of, of using him, using her as a sex slave, sorry. And, and then they wanted to sell her, um, to other people. But then she realized that she had to find a way because she had so much strong will of living. She didn't want to die even after the trauma uh, that she, she went through. So she manipulated the two guys. They killed. The, they killed each other, and that's how she freed herself. It's just in short. The power of the mind. Yes, ma'am. Oh wow. Yes, ma'am. But but who? What sort of reaction did you get from your audiences that came to see the play? Um, mixed 
mixed emotions. Um, it's a very difficult piece to put on stage, I must say. It's, it's very traumatizing. It's very disturbing. I got an SMS from, from one of the people who said it was disturbing to watch. It was difficult to watch. I have a lot of people crying in the audience because I was unapologetic. Um, I've done, I've done production with, 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 with violence on stage and, and rape on stage, but I realized uh, too many times I tried to sugarcoat them. You know, I tried mm. to find a nice way of telling rape. And then I realized with what is going on in the country now that uh, there is no way I can keep doing this and trying to be smart about it. Why not put it as it is? Maybe people will get the message and maybe people will start talking, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and challenge this thing. So it's a very difficult piece to watch. It's very traumatizing, like I said, but it's worth watching because now we know. The other thing with Paradise Fall is that we're not only dealing with a woman or just a 10-year-old, a 21-year-old woman who's being raped, but we deal with what she went through, the trauma, how, how is it like? Because now we, we're dealing with the mind as, as she grows older. At the age of 21, she realizes that she's still trapped in the mind of a 10-year-old because she was abducted when she was 10. Mm -hmm. But now the body has grown and she's 20 years old, but she's still functioning as a 10-year-old. So there is a whole lot of damage that happens to a person. So it's not just about you being raped and then, and then, and then you are free and then you can move on. It's a matter of life and death. But also what, what we're saying with the play is that there is hope. It's a story of hope. It's a story of courage. When you have a will to live, when you want to move on with your life, you've got to put all the pieces together and start moving on. It's going to be difficult, yes, but we have to live. It's a great message, and I wanted to say congratulations again for, you know, founding Olive Tree Productions, which really deals with these issues. Are we going to see the play uh, travel around the country? Of course, of course. This is just the beginning of the play. We were just showcasing it, and we were launching our new theater space. Um, so we just put it on with other emerging female directors. Uh, but we're going to the platform in two weeks' time, uh, just for three days, and then I'm going to showcase it to bigger institutions and see if they can't produce it or we can't go into partnership. Or show it on television, for that matter. Of course. That's what I'd like to see happen to it. Nsiang Makhora, thank you for your time. How do people contact you? Uh, people can call me on 073. Are you sure you want to give yourself a number? Always check. Yes, yes. I, I, yeah, no, I don't have a problem. It's 073. Yes. 591. Yes. 9567. Okay. Oh, Okay, that will need us to spell it. I think we'll just leave the, the telephone number. We'll, okay. We'll, All right. we'll leave the telephone number and, uh, you know, if people haven't found it, they can, they can write to us and we'll give it to them again. But congratulations okay. and well done. Talk to us and let us know when, when you do all these beautiful things again. Definitely do that. I will do that. Thank you so much. Uh, the company is called Olive Tree Productions, Ntieng Makhoro. She's written lots of other and directed plays, but this one is called Paradise Falls. And I thought we'll dedicate this song to all the, all the, all the women out there.
Music by India Re on Otherwise You Are Wonderful and that was played for all those ladies who are not feeling as wonderful after that topic. Uh, it is now time for Shop Shop and today our story for today is about the brave and handsome